Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Sally. I'm Linda. I'm Ing. And we're moving along. So welcome to episode 17. It's now day dot 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 of quarantine. We don't know anymore. <laughs> I saw a tweet where it was like a time traveler comes and it's like 2020 is the first year of quarantine. And it was like the shocked Pikachu. <laughs> the shocked Pikachu meme. But so today we're going to talk about <laughs> how we organize our life. Uh, we're going to talk about the different apps we use. Um, we're also going to talk about more analog methods, uh, such as bullet journaling, making lists, um, things like that. So we're going to start off with our weekly recap. Um, how about Ming? How was your week? Um, my week was pretty uneventful, I guess. At this point, all the weeks and days are like merging into each other. So I don't really comprehend or keep track of what's happening. But good thing I bullet journal, which I guess we'll talk about later. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, this week, the only thing that interesting that happened, I guess, was that we found a dog in our yard like a neighbor had just like it's a big thing that happened. okay that's a big thing our neighbor just like left the dog in our yard and um when my mom tried to return it to them they said they didn't want it so we had a dog for like 48 hours i guess and my mom was like really interested in keeping it but i was like no that's too many dogs and too much responsibility because we already have three so i reached out and thankfully our friend william came to the rescue <laughs> and he was looking to actually it was natalie his little sister that really wanted a dog so they had a dog a few years ago that we we were all friendly with max um but now they want a new one because rip max (laughs) but yeah so william took the dog and now our house is back to order because my other dogs didn't like this new dog so it was chaotic for a few days but it's all good now um other than that i accepted the internship for this new app that I have talked about in previous episodes. So my orientation starts, I think, tomorrow or sometime during this week, and it's all remote. Um, But it's something to pad the resume to add to my experience list. So I'm kind of excited for it, but also still looking for, like, permanent jobs. So that's my update. What about you, Sally? Um, I guess, yeah, like you said, the days kind of merge together, so, like this week and last week feels like it just went by so fast but like when i look at the calendar oh my gosh (laughs) we only have like three weeks or two weeks left of school or something like that and i've just been so stressed with like trying to get everything done i mean it's the same as last week i'm still writing my thesis and the more i do like i feel like the more work i get so everything is just piling up and it's been really stressful um wait how many credits yeah, are you taking nothing taking i think 16 oh okay okay because my well two research credits my experience is kind of different than yours i'm kind of just like i have t- two papers i mean a big capstone but like another paper and that's kind of it like i i'm not as stressed out about academics as you are yeah. i think it's weird writing a paper think, in yeah. remotely like in your home because it feels like no like, no one's keeping you accountable for writing it. Like, no one's checking you up on you in class. And it's, like, mm-hmm. a big capstone thing. So, I get how that's stressful. 
Yeah. And I'm also like doing grading. I'm so behind on grading for my TA class. And I also had the grade for like, you know, Stalker is that she's the organic chemistry professor. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes. all TAs are required to like help someone else in the department and grade their exams as well. So I've just been like, lo- like overloaded with a bunch of work this week. So I haven't done anything interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Linda. What about you, Linda? Um, so like Ming, I also accepted an internship. So it's a part-time uh, health organizing internship with Nakasak, um, and I start in June, but I also have an interview tomorrow for this corporate job, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. It's for, it's like using sales, Salesforce and like using databases and whatever, but it's for a company that supports um, neonatal health and like health of kids age zero to three. In my cover letter, I was like, I love kids, like, blah, 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 like, I love your mission, so, but also I can't, I don't have any skills for what the, Salesforce. the prescription is. Yeah, Salesforce, <laughs> what is that? Oh my god. So, I'll try to put my best foot forward in the interview, I guess, but not really having high expectations. Wait, so is your NACA said, <laughs> um, inter- internship, is that, like, full-time? It's part-time. Like, can you do that on top of your... Oh, can you do it on top of your corporate? If they're both remote, thing? then I can do it. Oh. But it's mm-hmm. in Annadale, so if it's, like, in person, then obviously I can't, like, do the other thing. So are you guys' jobs going to be local? Or, or, like, are you guys staying local, or are you looking for places to... Are you talking about, like, permanent jobs, or, like, these internships? Because there's a difference in my mind. Like, these internships... Your internships? Like... Yeah, because Planned Parenthood is remote and it ends when classes end. So that's like, what, two weeks? And then mm-hmm. this new one with the app internship is remote and unpaid. So it's more of just like an experience thing and it's really, really part time. Like it's only a few hours a week. So I'm looking mm-hmm. for an actual like paying full time job on top of that, I guess. Uh, I see. But it's like right now I haven't been getting any f- like um i haven't heard back from any of those kind of jobs so i'm kind of just taking what experience i can get um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's sense. really hard right now like i guess we've talked about in previous episodes a lot but like the job are a lot just of hiring freezes so many hiring freezes or they're completely yeah. closing their positions and yeah it's kind of stressful so i'm just trying to pick up where i can and i lynn and i have talked about like considering freelancing or she already has like done her freelancing i guess but i'm trying to like look into it more so we will see yeah it's like if i'm not gonna find mm-hmm. a job like might as well do something useful mm-hmm. at this time like i think the lays mm-hmm. are keeping me busy and it's like a <sighs> goal-oriented <laughs> goal-oriented thing i'm gonna put like product management on my like resume after this supply chain thing. management <laughs> oh my god it is kind of a lot it's more than I thought it was going to be. We're doing so much math today. Why? <sighs> it's because we have to, like, figure out, like, based on the demand, what is our supply? And, like, do we need to get more? And we figured out that, mm-hmm. like, if everyone actually wants one and commits to it, then we have to buy more of the supplies to make them. But then we don't know if people will actually commit. So then we're, like, bumping up the deadline. 
so and we then, did like projected costs and yeah. stuff like that but we, we don't like, we had made like a model uh, <laughs> oh we would expect oh my gosh <laughs> yeah also but it's weighing like, stuff and like so stressful mailing. the post office mm-hmm. is a mess i need to get sponsored by like stamps.com or something because trying to figure <laughs> out postage is too hard wait if you listen to podcasts you know that stamps.com is a frequent podcast sponsor that's the only reason I okay <laughs> please sponsor us <laughs> So with all of these tasks piling up, like schoolwork, starting new internships, trying to build experience, maybe freelancing, there's so many things to keep track of um, and other stuff like keeping track of self-care, having time management. Um, But I heard there's a lot of apps that are really helpful. So we're going to talk a bit about what our favorites are, what we've been using lately, and also other ways that we can keep ourselves organized. So do we want to start with what apps we are really using at the moment yeah i guess we can start with like the big one i feel like everyone either knows about or definitely uses um which is like the g suite google all the google apps like um we all probably use google docs and spreadsheets and everything but i really am in love with (laughs) the google calendar um (laughs) app which has just organized my life so much because I think I didn't start using it until after freshman year of uh, college. And I just love the way it can be integrated so nicely into my other like Google applications, but also I can add different people's calendars so I can like keep track of everyone. And my current internship with Planned Parenthood, they like love the G Suite. So they're always using Google calendars to like keep track of um, like meetings and I have my boss's calendar, and she has my calendar, and it's just so nicely integrated. So I'm kind of obsessed with it, and I think I'll use it, like, forever. But Sally, I know that you use it, but, like, through Apple. So can we discuss, please? <laughs> this is such a confrontation. <laughs> such an attack. Because well, I want to know why you use the um, Apple cal- Is that what it's called, Apple? So I think my – I have everything on my Google Calendar, like, all my regular things events and then i sync it to my apple iCal. iCal. and i really only use i only really use the apple calendar like on my laptop i won't and my and on my ipad i won't use it on the phone because i don't like how that looks um but yeah basically i just like the interface way better because you can see um the i like the monthly view how you can scroll through the months and then for the weekly view the same thing like you can scroll seamlessly through the months so in Google Calendar, you can only see like Sunday through what Sunday through Saturday at a time, and then you have to click the next arrow to be the next week. It's such a like small detail, I guess, but I like being able to adjust like what days I see depending on where in the week I Wait. am. So that's kind of why you know I you like could it. adjust your huh? view on Google Calendar, right? You can do that. Sally, you can view your calendar in so many different ways. You can, you can do a four-day four day, option. Three weeks. I don't like... Why would I do four days? Four option. Week? You can do whatever you want. But can you do from, like, Wednesday to, like, Wednesday to Tuesday on Google Calendar? Why would you do that? Uh, why would like, you do that? What I'm saying is that you can... No, like, if you're, like, going through the week and you want to see, like, what's coming up, but you don't want you don't need to see the whole next week. I don't know. I just like how I just like the interface of Google, <laughs> the um, Apple Calendar, <laughs> Apple Calendar better. But I do have everything synced from my mm. Google Calendar, so I use both. Can you use the Google? No. Can you use the Apple Calendar 
in the same way as the Google Calendar. Like if you didn't have it synced and you were using the, what is it, iCal directly, can you like add people? The only thing that doesn't, yeah, the only thing that doesn't um, work in the same way is that you can't see other people's calendars mm. because you can only sync your own calendar. Um, so I just, I'll just open Google Calendar if I want to check people's schedule or Why something. Why does just but... go on Google Calendar? Right. Wait, do you put like personal because stuff? it's another tab. <laughs> it's another tab on your, oh, also if I want to schedule like something just, just personal or like mm. a note to myself to do something, then I'll put it on my Google Calendar. You should Calendar. tell my boss to do that because all of a sudden I started to see like when she was going on a run and going to the doctors <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I don't really need to see yeah. that. Yeah. But, like, I have always have, a, like, a million tabs open on my hmm. Chrome. So I think it's just nice to have something separate and I can, you know, swipe up and see all my my apps and then I can click on it. So it's, I don't know, it's just, like, a separate separation. So for Google Calendar, for you're sharing it to other people like your boss, but what if there's something that you want to keep for yourself? Like, because I know I have a personal You can make events private. Calendar. You can make it mm-hmm. private or... Mm-hmm. I guess you have a work mm-hmm. email you can create too. Private yeah, so I I have two separate yeah, emails. I have my personal and my work, so I only use the work with work. But if you did want to block off time, like I saw one time, this is how I know. Okay, I hope she never listens to this, but this is how I knew my boss was like trying to interview other people for the position for like the um, full time position, not the internship <laughs> position, but like I was hoping to um, be offered the full time. Anyway, I knew she was looking at resumes because on her calendar there was like two hours block and all it said was like busy and stuff like that it's just it's like a muted color and it just says like busy or like occupied something like that and then the next day was like a bunch of interviews and i could tell they were interviews because they were like little 30 minute chunks like evenly spaced out and she never has that um and it just said like interview or said like busy it said busy like some of the i think the reason why i found out is because like it slipped and one of them said the interview and like the name and everything like that but most of them were like just busy blocks so you can make it private which but you can still figure it out because that's how i think <laughs> but yeah i like having a personal one too because the personal one is what i use to like track everyone else especially during like school that was really helpful because instead of asking like where are you at in the group chat or like when are you free 10 million times i could just pull open your calendars and then check unless you didn't update your calendars like william and then it's useless <laughs> but like i put everything on my calendar i even added my mom to share calendars mm. i feel like it's helpful with a lot of events going on but now that we're doing remote i feel like i'm relying on other stuff more because there's nowhere to go so yeah. there's like nothing mm-hmm. really to put on google calendar or to like sync with other people i mean i put like the zoom stuff mm-hmm. on my google calendar i like how there's an option to when you're scheduling I something like how it's, yeah, yeah integrated. it it Mm-hmm. I I thought about that because but I think I like structure a lot especially with these days where like you could um spend hours like in bed playing Animal Crossing or something like that I need the structure <laughs> so even without like actual classes where we don't have what is that called where we don't have synchronized classes where we have to be in a zoom call at a certain time I still like put in time blocks where like I'm gonna work on like this lecture and take notes and i'm gonna do this at this time and so it kind of like helps me space out my day mm-hmm. i know some people put blocks for like when they're gonna eat or like when they're gonna take a nap and stuff like that and their whole day is like 
planned out in increments. That just makes me no, so stressed yeah. to see when people have everything who's, planned who's out. Who's that I know? There was someone that I know. Sally's where... friend. I know people who yeah. do that too. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on the person, I guess. Whatever works for I you. I also, personally, I don't. Uh, when we when we used to go to Body Palm for like that one semester, all three of us, <laughs> it was really nice to have. It stayed on our calendar, even though you guys never went. <laughs> it was nice to have it on the calendar for when we did go because it like forced me to plan around it or like every time I would check my calendar I would see it so it's like I can't really change it and because yeah, you guys, it's also like a record and then you would be reminded that you're not going <laughs> yeah and since you guys were like added as guests it's like held you accountable because I couldn't just delete it off of my calendar because then it would delete it or like wait would it show it notify us? <laughs> yeah but it was nice but- so I can see why someone would schedule like gym time or whatever but I don't do that anymore because I don't mm-hmm. work out Sometimes I will go back and, like, put stuff on my Google Calendar after it happens. So when I look back, I can remember what I did mm, that day. Mm-hmm. Like, if I went mm-hmm. climbing, I would put it there because I don't really journal or do a diary because I would just be, like, what well, I did that day in, like, a list. But if I went to someone's mm-hmm. someone's house, if I was hanging out, if I went to a museum or something, mm-hmm. it would be nice to put it in so you can go back and see yeah. see a collection of your days. I really like what Ming said about like scheduling in blocks where you should do like a certain assignment or like correlating to that class if you don't have it on like real time. That's what I've been trying to do for I have this I only have one class that's not like on Zoom and everything's pre-recorded. So I try to do the lectures during that block of time. But I always I find that for pre-recorded lectures, it always takes me more time to get through the lecture. So I don't finish it in time during that block. Mm. Do you stop and like take notes? Yeah. Yeah, cause, because you can pause it, so then I can take more time taking notes, and then it, I always go over. I'm the opposite. I use, like, one and a half, two times speed. <laughs> and just like, How do you take notes that fast, Well, I'll, I'll pause it if I need to, but I'm really okay. thankful for Zoom sometimes, or not Zoom, Panapto, because mm-hmm. my professor speaks so <laughs> slow that even on, like, one and a half times speed, it still sounds like a normal speaking pace. So, like, he speaks really mm-hmm. slow. Um but yeah, I will pause it sometimes. <laughs> but having those blocks, like like you said again, is like nice because then you can, after a certain amount of time, you know how much it takes you. So I like pace it out or yeah, mm-hmm. organize it that way. But besides GCal, do you guys use? A- oh my god, <laughs> sorry, what? Siri popped up in my <laughs> computer. But <laughs> I don't use Siri to stay organized because I find her annoying. Um, but any other, like, Google applications you use, besides, like, I guess using Docs because we have to, but I find that our professor for Capstone uses, um, like, what, Word, Word commenting suggestions, and it's so much more annoying than, like, just using Google Docs, I found. Yeah, because you can just accept it in Google Docs. Yeah. It's, and it puts it in. The interface is also just, like, so much more clear, and I can see what he actually means. Um, but mm-hmm. on Word, so you don't have harder. to download it and then upload it on Elms. You can just share, share yeah, the link. Yeah, but I guess for Word, it's nice to have um, that if you're doing like different versions mm-hmm. of a paper. Like for me, I use Word. I think my PI and I would use Word commenting for my propose when I was writing my proposal, so that like each time I made a revision, I would save it as a new version of the file instead of just having a continuous mm-hmm. doc on Google Docs. So that I can go back and see what I changed That's and a good what point. I kept. Mm. Oh. But it's kind of stressful, like, when you're saving stuff. Because I know on Google, um, 
Google Drive, it just keeps everything. Mm-hmm. But if you're saving it on Word, like, mm-hmm. isn't there a chance that it might, like, get deleted or something? You can do save as. Like, save as a new file. I have a story for this, though, because um, in high school, when we had our, like, senior RP research project, uh, I think we had to use Word, or for some reason, I did use Word. Um, and so I had, like, my little flash drive, because we were supposed to have backups saved and everything like that and like oh yeah remember flash drives. <laughs> going into college i made sure i had a flash drive because i was going to use word and like powerpoint and everything like that but then i remember i was writing my asian american studies paper and i wrote it on word and then the night before like the night it was due i had written it all and i was just pulling it up to like check and like do a quick like proofread and the file was corrupted or something like that like it didn't save and i couldn't find it in my computer and it was like 10 p.m and i was kind of freaking out um so thankfully i had my outline saved in google docs for some reason i don't know why but i had it saved there so from then on i am like devoted to google docs yeah i was it was in the basement of one of the dorm buildings and i was like freaking out and in that like in the two hour span of time i took my outline and turned it into a paper so ha i still did well on it but from that moment on i was like i'm never gonna use word unless i have to so Mm-hmm. I just like the peace of mind, I guess. But yeah, the automatic like saving in in mm-hmm. Google Docs is really nice. Also, because my word will crash sometimes, and then I'll lose something. Yeah. <sighs> Technology. I downloaded Adobe Acrobat recently um, to like draw on PDFs and stuff, mm-hmm. and it has like a signature option. It makes me feel so fancy because. It lets you like. You didn't have Adobe Acrobat this whole time. <laughs> no, I got it yesterday. What? Do you have it? How do you open your PDFs? Uh, preview or something. Wait, actually, I think I'm the same. I don't think I have Adobe Acrobat because it was it like expired what? and I never renewed it or something like that. Um, but now, oh, okay. like, I don't. I didn't download it. Wait, was it free, Linda, to get? Yeah, it's on the UMD. Oh. It's free for students. Well, I've been using another app. It's called Genius Scan. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks really sketchy and it sounds sketchy and like there's ads in it but you can you oh can gosh. scan any like piece of paper and it it's the same as when you deposit a check like um electronically where it like fits mm-hmm. it in within the field and it removes any background or anything oh. i use cam scan for cam that scan? Oh, i use cam scan too or cam scanner well, i use genius scan and cam it's scanner. really nice well, Cam Scanner is the more Oh, okay, popular. fine. We'll look at the reviews in the App Store. <laughs> no, but I don't know. Um, so Cam Scanner is, is good, but I feel like the quality isn't as good as it could be. Maybe because it's just a free trial. Like, most mm. people use a free trial one. They also have ads <laughs> on there. Um, but yeah, it makes everything really, like, grainy when you upload it. But a lot of students have been using that now that classes yeah. are online. So... Because I don't popular. use a digital signature, so whenever I have to sign something, I have to print it out and then uh, sign it by hand and then scan it and upload it. But I think that's better um, than my mom, who like she's an accountant, so she has to scan. Um, she has to sign a lot of like checks and like um, I don't know reports, I guess a lot. But instead of using this genius scanner, she doesn't trust it. I guess it does look kind of sketchy, but she doesn't trust it because it um, the paperwork she's scanning has yeah. like people's money and like stuff on it so um she like does it the old-fashioned way of like using a big copier machine to scan it yeah but it would i know cam scanner up 
syncs all your documents to mm-hmm. like a cloud or something so it might not be the best for scanning mm-hmm. like sensitive documents i guess on that note um bank apps aren't really like i guess they're kind of organization and productivity but do you trust it and like linda i know you've used like investing apps and i use mint which is another form of like a banking app so in the back of my mind i'm always what is like mint? cautious oh mint talk about mint mint is just another i think another one that i've heard of recently is empower which is another type of um like money organizing app but mint i like because it's basically free there are upgrades but it's free and you connect your um bank accounts to mm-hmm. it and you can create budgets see how much you spent in certain categories um you can set a whole monthly like limit um so I, i'm able to track all my spending really easily so every time that it um like i use my card my, either my debit or my credit it'll like upload and show me and also send you alerts when your like bills are due i don't have many bills except for my credit card bill but if you had more bills it would like send you notifications and you can create like savings goals so for um the taiwan trip i set like a savings goal of a certain amount of money and it doesn't take money out of your account or anything like that but it'll show like oh you've transferred this much money into your savings account it can go towards like taiwan that sort of thing so it's just like a way to visualize your money um but i also keep track of it ana- analogly or manually analogically <laughs> analogically mm-hmm. <laughs> i keep track of it like <laughs> of my um spending in my bullet journal as well because i don't know i like to do it it calms me down <laughs> But yeah, that's Mint. So in your bullet journal, is it kind of the same layout as Mint? Because I know I like Mint. I haven't really used it as much, but it takes your credit thing, your credit card bill, and it subtracts it from what's in your bank account. So you can always see how much money you actually have instead of forgetting how much you owe mm-hmm. in credit card. But then you can't really mm-hmm. keep track of it as you go in a bullet journal. Like, I yeah. feel like it might be hard. No, bullet journal is hard, and it makes me feel really sad when I track my money in my bullet journal because... I track that I spent this much money even if I bought it with a credit card and then at the end of the month when I have to pay my credit card bill it seems like I'm paying twice the amount but it's like just something I have to keep in mind I guess um but my bullet journal is split up into like debit credit and Venmo because those are the three big things that I seem Uh to be using a lot (laughs) Venmo a lot during college so and then I track why do you separate your debit and your credit? Um, like, do you use debit on certain things and credit? Yeah, on especially because my credit card. We can have a whole podcast about financial stuff, which would be a good topic. <laughs> but um, for now, my credit card um, is a student kind of credit card, so it has certain like bonus or points. Oh, the no, limit. I was talking about the the points. And so, depending on certain months, I think we all have the same card, which is Discover. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor Discover. us. <laughs> please sponsor us um if you have like certain months you can get more cash back on like if you uh, use it at a restaurant so during those months i'll especially like make sure i use it at restaurants um but right now it's like i don't even know what it is gas maybe which i don't really use so i I use my credit card for things there's (laughs) my heart car hasn't been (laughs) in a month i use my credit card for like uh big online purchases that's the difference of my spending, I guess, mm. which I've watched different financial videos. And depending on who is speaking, they'll tell you you should use your debit card for um, like consistent like bills or you should use your credit card. Like it depends on the advice you're getting, but that's the way I keep track of it. 
mm-hmm. and then yeah i keep track of it in my bullet journal just as a list and then on mint it's more of like a visual you can mm-hmm. see the graphs and everything but yeah i used debit for all my like i guess net, um the subscriptions mm-hmm. and stuff but i use credit for basically everything else because like don't you get a certain percent cash back mm-hmm. for like everything i think most cards is like at least one percent mm-hmm. cash back on everything and then you have like depending on the card you have this additional percentage does so, it help build i think your it's always good though? to like, use credit on your credit card no just to mm-hmm. get cash, oh. cash back because you can accumulate cash back with even small you can purchases. build credit um okay maybe this sh- disclaimer this is not like financial advice but you can build credit by like <laughs> if you use it often and you pay it off like you have to make sure you're able to pay it off but yeah uh, it had to be on time but you can like build credit that way too which is why when my student loans actually kick in um it'll be a good thing for my credit actually if i can pay it off on time um because it'll be like a huge amount of money that's on my <laughs> credit <laughs> which now that i'm thinking about is kind of sad but anyways linda how do you use or you say you don't use mint that often do you use another app or use it like manually to keep track um i do it manually so this semester i did a lot of like freelance stuff so i wrote an article that i'm still waiting on a payment and that's going to be the end of april and i did some like commissions so i think it's easier for me to manually write it down because I get like all these emails with the people so I write down how much I get paid and if there's like a contract I, I have to save it and then like I can't really keep track of it in mint I guess because like I'm like should I factor in money that I'm gonna get or should I like not and just concentrate on mm. the stuff that I already have so I just write write it down in in my journal um I don't really calculate the the expenses I do at the end is just like what's coming on what day. Mm. Do you guys have a way of keeping track? Because we all have credit cards. Do you have a way of keeping track of when your bills are due and stuff like that? Google Calendar. I always do automatic. I do automatic um, with payments. So I never forget it. Because I know if I trust, like if I do manual, I'm definitely going to miss one or two. I don't <laughs> trust myself. <laughs> Linda, what about you? Uh, I use Google Calendar, so I just have it on. It's due like on the seventh of every month. Oh, I think Ming, you have it on there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have it on my mm-hmm. Google Calendar. I made it a recurring <laughs> event, but also I do it in a way that I always pay it before it's actually due because it mine is due like halfway through the month, but I always make sure I pay it by the first because the statement comes in before then. So if I'm always like I pay my bill on the first, then that's an easy way. Because the other, the actual official deadline is like some random number that means nothing to me. But like the first is easy to remember. It just gets confusing when you're like mm-hmm. looking at the, I wish there was an easier way to check. Maybe Mint or another app could help with this. But like checking your, like versus what you spent in the past month or like this month. Mm-hmm. The bills are all like mixed mm-hmm. into one like thing that you owe. And then it's hard to separate them. You have to go manually and like yeah. check it. And I never want to, yeah. like, not pay. That's, like, my worst fear. Also, paying cash doesn't feel like real money. So, it's, like, it's easier to spend because you don't see it, like, True. dropping. <laughs> Do you guys track cash? Yeah. It's no. disposable income. Cash is, like, Sadly. free. Like, free for, free for all. all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, the only time I track it is, like, if I withdraw it intentionally. 
but if I just find like five dollars floating around, yeah, that's free to spend. <laughs> Which is probably really bad. Don't do that. <laughs> but I guess moving on from financial stuff, we can talk about other things that keep us organized or other apps. Um, so I guess um, we can talk about Ming. You do a lot of reading. So, do you have a app that <laughs> that organized your reads? Oh my god, <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you basically gave it away. It's called Goodreads. Wow, um, that's the only. Yeah, it's I'm only... talking about the app. Is it an it's app like, or um the website? same thing as Google Calendar, where it's like it is on the web. It's on the web, and but it's easier to use. At least in my mind, the interface is easier um, as an app. So I use it. I used it kind of off and on throughout high school, but I really committed mm-hmm. to using it recently because I just want to track what I'm reading, especially during this time when I have so much time to read. So Goodreads is, mm-hmm. you can connect it to your Facebook. So sometimes I'll get like random, like whenever I friend people on Facebook, I'll also get a friend request on Goodreads. And I'm like, I didn't know you read. <laughs> but Is it synced? Yeah, mine is synced. Like it's synced with my Facebook account because I can never remember my password. You can find other intellectuals on Goodreads. <laughs> but um, yeah, I use it to keep track of the books I've read, the books I want to read. It also has this really handy like scanner. Like if you see a book in a library and you don't really know what's about or the reviews and ratings, you can scan the um, barcode and it'll pull it up. So I really like it for that. That's and really cool. You can set a reading goal. So I used to read a lot and I set my goal as like five books a month. <laughs> But now I've realized that I don't have time for that. So it's like once a month kind of goal. And you can... Do you write reviews and stuff? I don't personally write reviews because I just like reading other people's reviews. And I feel like my review is probably going to be similar to someone else's review. So but it makes you leave a rating, like a five-star, like out of five-star ratings um, when you finish a book. So I do that, but... Um, you can when you friend people on Goodreads, you can also see their reading goal or what they're reading. So it's like kind of a social app, but not really. I don't use it that way. Uh, but recently, I've become more active in the adoptee like Facebook group. Um, so I like comment on posts and stuff like that. And then a, there's a lot of book nerds in that group for some reason. So we've like talked about maybe friending each other on book or on Goodreads, and then I. J- join Jen M's like Instagram book club so we're all reading the same book this month so curl up yeah the curl up club so I guess maybe she could form a book club there but it's a nice way to keep track I don't know just for fun so it's not like it's less of social networking and more of just like seeing reviews and seeing what people are reading yeah it depends how you use it because there are some people that are like it's kind of like Yelp where you can use it as a review or just a check-in, or you could use it and, like, dedicate and become, like, a Yelp writer, whatever, like, have rankings and, like, create a following, kind of, because you you could follow these people. And so I, I, like, notice some people will leave, like, really intricate reviews, and then they'll be, like, follow my book blog, follow my book Instagram, and so, like, you can create a social circle out of it. But Instagram gives me enough of that, so I just use it, yeah, as a tracker, kind of. I stalked my mentors, my lab mentors, Goodreads. I hope he doesn't listen to this, but it's so, like, intricate. Like, he's been writing reviews since, like, high school, and it's, like, 10,000 reviews, and they're all very, like, well thought out and put together, and just reading the review, like, 
it's like another literary form so it's like amazing that people can like get really into it and like engage with books in a new way yeah i wish there was an app like that for um like k-dramas because <laughs> i always forget mm-hmm. which ones i've watched already and then i know so there's one there's a website my anime <laughs> list that i used to like go on for anime uh-huh. recommendations and they give you like based on what you watched you they'll give you a series of recommendations that are like similar to it so that was pretty cool but there's nothing i think that would be i wonder if there's anything for like any type of like um what do you call that like movies and shows and stuff because sometimes i forget what movies i've watched and like did i actually like it so mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool if there was some kind of app or mm-hmm. something for that but I have like a media section in my bullet journal. I feel like mm. I think you two said that you were writing down what you were watching too. Yeah. So maybe more analog. I, I'll write down. Yeah, write down what I'm watching on my bullet journal. But I want something to keep track of like everything I watched mm-hmm. like over time. I've that always. Cool. Oh, that's like Pinterest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, the, those two different directions that we're going. In. Okay, I was thinking of ways that we can curate media. I think Pinterest. Mm popped into my head because you're just putting different things on the web I, that's how i think it works i don't have a pinterest but you can put different stuff i think pinterest is too disordered for that like i like th- seeing things mm-hmm. as it goes through time and pinterest is more like a, mm-hmm. like a whole oh, like board a of things Mood that board. you put like together, sally wants like a, like a list thing, so like i don't know a list but yeah. <laughs> date and time finish time and finish maybe you could like, create a new app rating, you could you know? have a startup call it like l- the list <laughs> <laughs> but so scary speaking on pinterest i Wait, Ming, what, what were you oh, talking there's about? two different thoughts okay i'll talk about pinterest because i had like kind of a a stereotype i guess i thought it was for like moms like pinning recipes on how to like make baby food and stuff like that like very like <laughs> Luna, do you know what i'm talking about it's like in my mind pinterest was very like for diys and like stay-at-home moms and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, like, crafty mm-hmm. and stuff. But I was, when I was applying to a job for, which is marketing and very visual, they wanted to see a Pinterest mood board. Like, now it's used in, like, industry mm. to create mood boards and, mm. like, um, yeah, like, the tone of a brand or a product. It's It can be used in that way. So that's very interesting. I still don't have a Pinterest because, again, I feel like Instagram does enough for me. <laughs> but also... Um, speaking of organizing stuff, I feel like how we organize our Spotify mm. is pretty interesting because I know mm. me and Ming have like a semester yeah. playlist, but then we also have like different mood stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, let me look at what I have. My um, playlists are like kind of like I want to see them as like what Sally was talking about with her books. Like as you age, she wants to be able to look back on it. That's the yeah, that's... and like songs you listen to mm-hmm. in this specific time, you can go back to. Yeah. Because when I go back to my um, freshman mm-hmm. year playlist, it's literally called Freshman. I like I am immersed in my Hagerstown <laughs> dorm room. I can like feel what it's like to be a freshman. So I'm gonna keep that up, I guess. But it'll be harder once we're like graduating and we're not in the same like every year kind of. How are you gonna separate? I guess by the year. By... But Spotify kind of already does that for you yeah. with the end of the year wrap up. So I don't really know. That's true. I have a friend who does it by month. I don't think I have oh, listened to that much new music. Yeah. To make a new playlist every mm-hmm. month, yeah, but and like seasonally, maybe you could have like repeat stuff, like stuff that you've been listening to a lot during that time. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I get sick of some like songs I listen to it a lot, but it's still like a good memory mm-hmm. that's associated with it when you go back. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And Sally, what do you have? Do you also have like the timeline or? Um, for Spotify, well, I start. I started doing a timeline like I guess in college. I I would do it by semester. I named it after the, the theme, theme of each semester. Like, oh my rash gosh. as oh, usual. Yeah. <laughs> Let that praise um, die. That's always a theme. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm just, right now I just have one. I haven't really been listening to new music because I've just been, um, I just have one playlist um, that I've used since like the beginning of this year or maybe even like junior year. And I just keep adding to it as I go. If I find like a song that mm-hmm. I really, really like. Or songs that fit the mood of the that I usually like, and then I have like other playlists for like genres of songs. So I have a country playlist that I'm very uh. proud of. <laughs> Me too. Um, it's titled Yeehaw. Of course. <laughs> and then yeah, I have K-pop playlists, like K-drama OST playlist, Chinese playlist. Mm-hmm. You know. So I would update those. As you know what go. this conversation reminds me of? Have you seen the memes online that are like, you know, they're a serial killer when like they bite in the middle of a chocolate bar or something like that? Like, yes. If I saw, <laughs> or when they bite an orange. Yeah, if I saw someone Spotify that only had like one playlist where they dumped all their music, that that's a serial killer to me. I I don't know how people <laughs> don't organize their music or like the same thing. Um, with like also when people use a four day Google Calendar spread, that's a serial killer. <laughs> like oh my or gosh. even like the Google calendars when they don't have it like color coordinated or like okay, Sally when all events are the same week, color. She sent this the this Zoom meeting event at four oh five. Why did the meeting start at four oh five? That <laughs> No, because okay, last week when I was scheduling the meeting <laughs> It was already 4.05 when I scheduled it, so I couldn't schedule it to 4, so then all of the next meetings had to be starting at It was at so bad, I had to request to edit the time. <laughs> Maybe saw. that just says something more about my personality, but... I was bothered by it, but I didn't, like, <laughs> And then like Luna cheating. didn't even notice. <laughs> the three personalities. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The spectrum. Um, but since we're graduating, I feel like a lot of the ways we're going to organize are changing like we're not going to be able to use semesters on um on spotify anymore Mm -hmm. but i see a very corporate app coming in what is slack i've never used this before i think i refuse to use it you've never used slack ever you've never used slack no Uh, this is another serial killer character i don't like slack wait okay sally now we're gonna have to debate again because i love slack Okay, why don't you go first this time? Because when I was, when I used Slack um, for TASA, I used when I used to be on the board, we would use Slack for like everything basically. We'd we'd have a uh, a thing for like the board members, and then we have one for mm-hmm. the general body members, and then we'll open a new Slack whenever we need to do like a new project or so- something like specific. And there was just like so many channels, and people were always like, whenever someone talked in it like everyone got the notification i don't know it was okay. just annoying so i okay. muted all my chats that's... and then eventually i deleted well, the app i mean i guess that's a fair critique but if i'm being really honest like tasa was not using still not using slack right because i think now i'm still in their slack but i haven't muted as well and it's kind of like more of like group chats which is how they're using it where it also bothers me how like they have a random group chat and then a general but 
they put like random stuff in the general and like that's not how it's supposed to work and it's messing up it like it like uh crowds up the messages and stuff like that anyways i've used slack for um technica mainly but also for one of my other classes and now for this internship i'm starting we use slack and so for technica i think we have it very well like drilled down i guess where each team has their own channel like you were saying but it's like locked so only like the team members can be in it um but you can also have open channels to contribute like ideas and stuff like that but it's just really nice because it integrates with everything. Like you can put Google Calendar events into it. If you've heard of Trello, which is another organization um, system, I guess, uh, it integrates with Trello and you can put Google um, like documents in it. It's just all like seamless and you can put reminders and stuff like that. And there's like this little um, Slack robot that will like give updates depending on what you um, schedule it for. So I just like the way that it like integrates so nicely and I don't have to check like a bunch of different like messenger group chats. I can just go to Slack and then see it as you wish. And also you can adjust your notifications. So I have certain things muted or right now, since I don't really use it that much because I'm out of Technica, I only have it so that if they directly at me or mention me, like it'll notify me. But mm-hmm. I think that's what I had yeah, it on. I feel like... But- I don't know. I guess it's just too tech forward <laughs> for me. I'm more of the, an analog style. Analog. You want to talk about analog stuff now? Yeah. I, I think we talked a bit, but... We can go into it because, I mean, everyone knows that we use bullet journals now. And it's definitely a way, a very analog way of, like, keeping yourself scheduled. And I guess you guys can talk about it more because I don't really use it like a bullet journal. I use it more as a just a diary journal. But if you guys want to talk about it. I feel like Sally has the yeah. most traditional well, from... <laughs> style. I don't know if it's traditional because I don't really even use what, like, any of the spreads that most bullet journal people use, like the trackers and stuff like that. I don't do any of that. I just use it as like, kind of like a to-do list. Um, and then I have, like, events and tasks um, for each day that I write in. So, And then I also have, like, a monthly spread so that I can see, like, over the month what important days or what important things have to do um but that's it's really just like a to-do list for me and i just like to make it mm-hmm. look pretty <laughs> that's like the whole purpose of my bullet journal and and then like this is separate i guess kind of from bullet journaling but in the back of my bullet journal i have some things that i like tracking so i have my period tracker which i do manually and then i have like a bunch of recipes oh. that i want to that i want to keep that I've like used and tested before. So I think it's a nice way to like put together things mm-hmm. that you want. Yeah. Um, Bullet journals like are definitely customizable because it doesn't have like set days or entries spaces, I guess. You can like use it for whatever. Mm-hmm. But really quick, what you said about recipes reminded me of an app <laughs> that I heard about, which is really oh cool that I will definitely try to use when I get out of the house. I forgot the name of it. I think it's like lemon or lime something like that but it basically you put a list of all the ingredients that you have in your fridge and based off of that it'll create Mm -hmm. recipes from what you have in your fridge or pantry and really yeah so from what you have it'll like generate recipes that are supposed to be like relatively healthy and stuff like that and then when you go out grocery shopping if you have a specific recipe in mind like pinned or starred or whatever um you have like several recipes and say they all require one tomato Instead of having to like count the number of tomatoes you need to buy total, it'll tell you you need three tomatoes 
um, but one per recipe. Like it'll group. Oh, that's so useful. Yeah, that's yeah. really smart. Okay, remember when? Yeah. Okay, I was trying to make the houses in Animal Crossing. You know how each of them have like different <gasps> yes. interior and exterior items. I was yeah. driving myself like you had to I keep yeah. checking the <laughs> like box back. to see what you need. If I had that oh app, that would be so much easier. No, I actually hated that process. Yeah. I know we said we weren't going to talk about Animal Crossing, but the fact that we had to keep checking like drove me insane. I was like trying to write it. I almost wrote it down like analog or like, manually wrote it down. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> yeah. The app sounds really cool, but it also seems like I would have trouble like keeping up with logging what I have in my fridge. Cause I know I've tried apps like that where you have to log in like stuff. Like for instance, I used to use this app that tracks mm. like what you eat, and then I log in like each meal, and then it tells me like nutrition, calories, and stuff like that. But then I would just get so tired of logging in things. I'm just really bad at being consistent at that. So that's like. I don't know. I feel like it would be really Something helpful because that... when I was in college and I was living in Commons, so our fridge was very minimal. But at home, there's like so much yeah. random mm-hmm. stuff in the fridge. Yeah, That's so true. like it doesn't. I guess for college, yeah, because be it's like all your own stuff, so you don't have to go mm-hmm. home and find out that like your mom used like mm-hmm. the tomato you were saving. <laughs> it's a personal problem. I've had to start like labeling my food in my home fridge because. Like, I would make something or, like, prep it for a recipe, and then my sister would come around and eat it. <laughs> like, so I've started labeling <laughs> stuff, but, yeah, definitely went and move out, I guess. But kind of what you also said, Sally, about tracking things reminded me of, like, oh, this this is probably why you don't use, like, a digital period tracker, because I've tried to, like, keep up with it, and, like, it's supposed to be really helpful if you track all your, like, not symptoms, but, like, if you're, like, craving certain things or, like certain um mm-hmm. signs yeah you're supposed to like wait track. the app tells you when you're ovulating no but you're you're supposed to track like oh i'm craving this or like i'm having bad skin or oily skin or uh, something like that and it's po- yeah it's so exactly much work to log that it would be nice day. if i could do it because then you have like a predictable pattern that you can look back on after a certain amount of time but i always forget so i have a reminder set for the app but mm-hmm. i still forget <laughs> something i want to keep like starting tracking is like hair and like skin stuff because I want to see like if my skin reacts differently mm. to to things like since I moved home I've been using like the rest of like different kinds of like skin stuff like toner or whatever like yeah products. like products even though like my skin does nothing most of the time <laughs> is like the same your skin looks the same, same every, day every day for like my whole life wow I've never seen you with a pimple I mean I have a pimple right now. She always gets one. I don't like it's right here. Yeah. It's like my stress pimple, pimple that's I always that was like your pe- dormant. Period pimple. I mean, I'm stressed on my period, so maybe <laughs> that's why. But yeah, or like hair stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, because mm-hmm. my mom is into that. That's what I've always like wondered before, like allergy skin tests. How would you know if you were allergic to something? Also, this is, I guess, back to like public health and like how how do you track if like some food cause you food poisoning you would have to like really go back and track and narrow it down and i wish i could track everything in my life but i'm ultimately too lazy for that it's too much stress mm-hmm. to track everything i know a lot of people track water do you want to talk about <laughs> but i feel like that's such like a basic thing i used to do that yeah but i like i think you should track like the amount of water that you consume like i think the limit well, like the minimum that you're supposed to take 
and every day is like six cups mm-hmm. of water or something like that. I never <laughs> take six cups. Well, it also doesn't consider like there's like I'm water so and food, right? Like if you eat a really juicy watermelon, doesn't that count? That's true. <laughs> Does it? I say that's like a cup of water. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, watermelon's like all water, so I feel like it does count. But I used to have an app where you would track the amount of water you drink and you would like water your plants and say so you wanted to like grow it like every day. But oh, I know we're talking about Then yeah. my plant died mm-hmm. and so I just deleted the app. <laughs> but yeah, what were we saying? I mean, there's a lot that we still want to try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want to talk about how you use sticky oh. notes? I've just. Yes. Is that just me, or do you guys use sticky notes too? Um, I used to use sticky notes when I was in the dorms, but I've been doing things more, I guess, on mm-hmm. the bullet journal now. So I have everything. In I have one this place. huge stack of sticky notes, so I guess I put it right on my desk, so it's kind of easy for me to reach for. Um, so I use it for like to do lists mostly, like very temporary to do lists. Like my mm-hmm. boss, we've started um having check-ins I, I guess we've always done this but since we're remote she just gives me a giant list of things to do and so another really cool thing about um, google calendar is that you can or google suites is that in your email you can like assign an email as a task so it shows up in your task sidebar so like sometimes i'll just put like entire emails on my to-do list but in certain times she has like very specific notes so I, it's easier for me to just grab a sticky note and write it down. And then I like to save them in my bullet journal, like stacked on top of the day, kind of like as a way to yeah. look back, I guess, and see what I was doing. But so it doesn't take up too much space in my bullet journal because I'm already at the point where I have to have two journals per year. So I'm trying not to to take up more space. But yeah, I just like how it's temporary and it allows me to take it off and put it on. It's very intricate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? The sticky note system? It's all like an intricate system, yeah. But also, something I've been struggling with is like writing tasks in my bullet journal. And then if I don't get something done, I have to write it again the next day. And it takes up a lot of space. Yeah. So I've been trying to think of a way to... I just leave it on unchecked. What? But then it's on the, the different day. You should use a sticky note for I guess that. there's no way around it. Well, use a too sticky bad. note. <laughs> but then they're like flapping. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I see what you mean, though, because I like writing to-do lists in my bullet journal, and I'll even put, like, even after I finished, I'll put a task on the list that wasn't already there and then cross it off, like, immediately. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I did something. But I know people have, like, yeah. specific symbols. Like, Amanda Rachel Lee, when she bullet journals, she'll have, like, an arrow means yeah. that I didn't complete it, mm-hmm. but I'll do it the next day or something like that. <laughs> so that's how yeah, she keeps track. Yeah, I sometimes sometimes I'll use the symbols. So I just have really basic ones right now. I have like dots for events and then have open circles for tasks. And then I'll fill in the open circle if I finish the tas- task. And then so sometimes, so if the event or if the task, if I didn't finish it within the week and I have to move it to the next week, then I'll do the arrow. But if I can finish it within the week, then mm-hmm. I'll just leave it on and then fill it in whenever I finish it. So I see a lot of like printable worksheets going around like on the internet i think they're really cute but i don't know how i would like use them like you can print out a weekly calendar i know sally wants mm-hmm. to do like a wednesday to tuesday schedule so you can like <laughs> print that out too i was just joking <laughs> she's the only but person since i've been doing like <laughs> i've been doing like projects lately and it would be nice to have like a worksheet that's like 
budget and like correspondence and like mm. has all these different sections because I'm kind of like I guess overwhelmed doing different things right now like I'm trying to mail stuff and like keep track of addresses and like customers and whatever but there's there's a lot of stuff like out there I'm glad that you brought that up because before you spoke on those worksheets I always saw them like on tumblr or instagram or whatever and I thought they were so like kind of dumb because like that's a not a waste of paper because I guess journals and sticky notes I'm using paper but I was like why would you print out a whole calendar when you can either use a digital one or just like keep it all in one place in a Mm -hmm. bullet journal but now that makes sense if you're like working on completely different projects you want to have like different timelines so I get that now (laughs) but previously I would always be like like okay so some influencers are like print out my printables I like customize Mm -hmm. them for you guys I've seen those I would never use that I mean, to be honest, I feel like you just do it yourself. Yeah, but I get what you mean, Linda, when you you are maybe a freelancer working on a bunch of projects or, like, you just want to keep it kind of separate, which is really interesting because when I first met you, you had this giant, giant black art notebook where you kept everything in it. (laughs) She put everything in it, like, (laughs) notes for classes and then drawings and then, like, to-do lists. And it was so big. So I don't, I never understood how you would, like, write notes for one class and then literally right next to it write another notes another class's notes and then somehow be able anything. to find everything <sighs> okay it's so heavy trying to carry around five different notebooks for class so if you just streamline but it's it not even organized by one. section like everything's just like yeah like how how would you find your notes defend yourself <laughs> I mean, I have no defense, but I graduated high school, so. <laughs> That's your evidence. That's my evidence. I don't need that anymore. I mean, I still do that kind of, but now I have Procreate, so. Now it's the same Ooh, thing, yeah, but in Procreate. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Isn't it supposed to be, like, a knockoff of Photoshop, or no? Um, it's a little different. Really, you don't really edit photos. Yeah. Procreate is more for, I uh, guess, I drawing really Photoshop and Photoshop. Much, but... Photoshop has more capabilities for, like, graphic design and stuff like that. And you can also do drawing, mm-hmm. of course, in Photoshop. But Procreate is more focused on drawing and produce. Yeah. Mm. Do you use Procreate too, Sarah? I've used it before. I saw that you have uh, GoodNotes. Yeah, okay. So GoodNotes is for taking notes. And, like, for- I cannot use Procreate <laughs> for taking notes. I don't know how Linda does it because it's, like, just not meant for taking notes. <laughs> Um, Goodness, <laughs> it's like, it's it's a paid app. I paid I think nine dollars for it or something, but it's what mm. it's really worth it in my opinion because it has, it's like um, so you can have a notebook for each class and then separates. You can put notebooks in a folder, so it's really good organization. It's like the file system in any like PC, and then you have inside of a notebook you have like all your pages for a class in one place. And you can export your pages. You can select like what pages specifically you want to export or the whole thing. So if you want to like look at it on your PC, you can always do that. And it exports as a PDF. And then if you have like files for classes that you want to put it inside your notes, you can like import them as PDFs and put them like within your notebook or you can put them as a separate file within the folder. So it's like a really good organization method. Um, and I also really like it because you can um, like 
Um, you can take screenshots of like some of your lecture slides. Um, this is what I do. I do take screenshots of like diagrams and then like put them inside my notes and then can draw on top of them. So I think it's just really like well integrated into like PDF, like digital note taking. And I think it's a really good mm -hmm. tool for like if you have an iPad or something that can do like digital note taking on, it's a really good app for that. I think, um, yeah, that's the only time that I've ever considered using a digital form for notes in school is not for like the entire note taking process, but when it comes to like um, diagrams and stuff, mm -hmm. I've always had a struggle of like, should I just really quickly draw this diagram yeah. in lecture and then have it look sloppy? Or should I like leave a big space and then go back and like put it mm -hmm. in? So I kind of like that Especially idea. anatomy. Yeah. yeah, like anatomy or when we were doing, um, what was that? Orgo. <laughs> and we, we had, wanted to have like the structure mm -hmm. that she was using as an example, but I didn't have time to draw it. Like that would have yeah. been nice. But also I don't have an <laughs> iPad, so. Yeah. But Linda, you prefer to use uh, more like a looser form, I guess, of Procreate. Um. I feel like I haven't took notes in class for like. She scrolls on her phone in year. class, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> Exposed. I don't, know, I don't really take notes. <laughs> but I feel like I would not be able to handle what Sally has been using because do you guys know what Zotero is? I could not <laughs> figure it out. Zotero so, is like, nothing old. like good I felt like a boomer. I was <laughs> Why do you. <laughs> I mean, it's like speaking of academic. Um, academic tools i think Eric Boyle, Zotero, Zotero, uh, like, like citations manager thing yeah, yeah. how is yeah. that anything yeah. like good notes is for notes <laughs> go ahead linda but like it's so much more straightforward if you just put like one page and then go to the next page it's the next day and then the next day go to you the next page like but you can scroll next for a page. Okay, but I don't know what you were talking about, like, putting the no, files No, it's like if files. you want to import, like, any documents that the teacher uploads, then you can just import them directly into your notebook that you're already using for taking notes. So you don't have to have separate <laughs> files. Mm -hmm. But if you want to have it separately, you can also import it separately. <laughs> I don't know, it's just... I don't know, I just don't take for notes. For people I who take notes, it's a great app. PowerPoint before the test. <laughs> also, for the iPad... I noticed that sometimes, like, it feels weird to take notes because it doesn't feel like a paper. So mm -hmm. there's, like, a membrane Don't call it, uh, you can put uh, on. I thought you were going to talk what? about the, the condom tip. <laughs> there's also a condom <laughs> tip that you can put on. <laughs> you can put on your Apple Pencil that kind of protects the tip. It makes it, like, it cuts mm -hmm. down the clicking, like, the, the clacking of the mm -hmm. pencil on the screen. But also there's, like, a paper membrane you can put on the screen. There's a, yeah, you can so buy, like, like, screen protectors that are paper, paper textured on Amazon. Or does it feel real? I've never used it. I don't really mind. I guess you get used to the surface of the iPad after a while, so I don't really care. Ooh, really quickly, since we already said it, like, how do you do citations? Because uh, we were forced to learn Zotero for our capstone, but I use a this like sketchy thing again called uh, CiteFast, oh and you just copy and paste <laughs> the link or the uh, URL or the title of it and it like self-populates and it's really easy mm -hmm. and it formats it in an alphabetical I, I use citation list. machine but it's the same thing yeah oh, yes, citation <laughs> machine yeah why aren't you using citation machine why are you using this site fast it's like the knockoff of citation why machine use the real okay. thing it's free <laughs> I, 
I don't know. Someone showed me SiteFast mm-hmm. like freshman year and ever since I've been using that. But then I know some people who like actually struggle with citations because they do it by hand. Oh my gosh. Or I've never done this citation was by an- hand. Oh, like they go on Purdue Owl. Yeah. So Zotero was annoying for me because I found the only way you could add it to the reference list was if you had an in-text citation. Mm-hmm. And that's probably like a settings thing. But- this is probably a really old yeah. tool, but um, we're always like required to teach this. <laughs> For like every class that I teach in Orgo, and even every like chem class, I think, or a lot of chem class, I, I've learned this. I've I've been taught this like um, resource a million times. But anyways, um, they always tell you to use EndNote, and EndNote it's like kind of like Zotero. It's another citation manager. Thing. I don't recall. Um, it's a citation manager, and you can download it onto your computer. I think so. You can make it offline as well. But there's a extension that you can download from this website that puts in bibliographies um you can insert bibliographies in text in word so it's a word plugin so as you type something in Um, word you can like click the plugin button and then it can either insert like a bibliography or in text citation automatically and then if you put in all your references in the citation manager you can just in Word, you can just go in there and click on like the list and then click the s- reference that you want to use and it'll just put in the citation. So you don't have to do it manually. Is is that similar or different from Zotero? I've never used Zotero like... for insight in text citations, so I don't really know. Okay. Interesting. I guess you'll be using this more as you do research yeah. and stuff. But I hopefully will never have to use an in text <laughs> citation machine generator <laughs> at least for a few years because <laughs> that's like one of the worst parts of writing the paper mm-hmm. um or where you have to do like footnotes yeah i i'm pretty sure there's like more newer citation what gen generators or like collectors now because mm-hmm. i know my mentor um like my graduate school mentor and my pi both use something like that's not it's not endnote or zotero so i think those are way out of date <laughs> Okay, final question. Do you think that after we graduate and we don't have assignments, or I guess Sally will have assignments and Linda in grad school and everything, but moving forward, would you use, like, a bullet journal as, like, an adult, like, with a child? (laughs) Like, how far do you think these organization tools take us, I guess? Or I guess they'll change eventually. I I think bullet journaling, you'll always have tasks to do, like, whether it's, like, filing taxes or getting groceries, you can still put those in. I mean, I put, besides assignments, I just put in daily tasks to do, too, sometimes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with Sally. Like, mm-hmm. there's always stuff to do. And I feel like my bullet journal will be neater now that I don't have, like, mm-hmm. all the assignments to put in. Because sometimes it's confusing, like, what do you think you're, like, crossing it out or whatever. But if you're, like, just planning your life, I feel like it would be helpful. Well, it sounds like we're all going to end up like my grandma who literally has a whole closet full of notebooks that she's used in her, like, I don't know, 70, 80 years. Like, it's literally full of notebooks. And every once in a while, she'll, like, take one out and read it. So It's kind of cool how she kept everything. Yeah, but I just, I don't know if I would want to digitalize my notebook one day because it takes up so much. Eventually, it'll take up so much space. Like, I already have a stack growing, but... Maybe I'll get a closet like my did grandma. She, did she use bullet journaling or did she just use a diary? Um, She started it when she was in high school, I think. And it was always like a mm-hmm. diary. But 
I guess now towards her later years, she started to use it as more of an organizational, like note taking, not note taking, but like mm-hmm. list taking thing. But yeah, she'll look back on like her college days and be like, on this day, <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> I'm kind of excited to do that when mm-hmm. I'm older. Can read bedtime stories to your children <laughs> about my college days? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Um, hopefully that you could take something away from it, either like maybe an app that you want to try out or an analog method such as sticky notes or bullet journaling. So hopefully it gives you some ideas to, on how to organize your life better and um, let us know which methods that you prefer and maybe in a comment or something on our website um, after listening to this episode. So as Sally mentioned, we have a new website. Uh, check it out at movingulongpa.com. You can also find all of our episodes and show notes with links. Of course, if you like this episode, you can still follow us on Instagram at movingalongpod and rate or review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us get the word out there about all the organization tips. So until next time. Bye. bye.